Welcome to Variant Bros. We're a comic book podcast. Today we're covering Dark Ages number two, and in our third segment, we'll be doing a movie review on Venom. There will be carnage. Let me introduce you to the team. On my right is our marvelous brother, L Charms. We are Venom. Next is our marvelous brother, Young G. We're the lethal protectors. And lastly, our marvelous brother, Mad D. Chicka chicka, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm your professor, and we will be covering Dark Ages. But before. I'm going to ask you guys a what if question. What if our world was that world? Would you guys fight to save the world or keep the world as it is and move on with your lives? I'll start first. And I would say I would fight to go back to how things were. Electricity, technology, advancements in medical care. You know, we've made great strides and great leaps forward. And just shutting all that down just seems too backwards to me to the point where yeah you can be happy and move on but i feel like going back into the world as it was was a lot more beneficial than the world that they have now what about you l charms just to clarify we're asking if what if we were in like dark ages world and you know power went out completely that's correct would i fight to bring back the electricity or would i keep going the way i am correct oh got it no yeah i want the electricity back (laughs) i'm just gonna say it right now i've just been disconnected from like the internet for about two weeks because i didn't have a phone and i really missed it i don't know what's going on in the world anymore i don't even know who i am anymore i definitely would like electricity it's pretty hard to do a podcast without electricity yes it is (laughs) yes it is all right young g what about you yeah uh same here you know you kind of took my point about how we're going to record our podcast, you know, how we're going to get the message and the importance of comics to the people. But also, if another question, are you talking about, would we, would we fight along with Spider-Man? Because if so, I'd do it, you know? You would fight Spider-Man? No, along. Oh, alongside Spider-Man. Well, it doesn't look like he's doing much, but we'll get into that in a bit. Matt D? For me, I'll probably just leave it the way it is for a few years, okay? You know, let climate change, you know, recover and all that good stuff. Me finding peace, you know what I'm saying? If I could find it out there. <laughs> we can leave you in the woods, man. <laughs> we, we can go drop you off in the woods. Man versus wild, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> There'd be nobody to record it. <laughs> <laughs> but then I want, definitely want, want the electricity back after a few years. So I can't live, you know, without electricity, you know, who can nowadays? That's At least I did not get the PlayStation 5 because I would be so mad mm. if I finally got one and all the electricity was like turned off. Oh, man. That's I'd just, be so mad. Just, just the icing on the cake. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, PlayStation, what are you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to be heading into our summary for our cow. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Welcome to the new world. Free of electricity, conflict and war have taken over. Vampires and werewolves roam the darkness. But it doesn't have to be this way. The psychics of the world connect to reconstruct society. But who is the real threat? And will they ever get the power back? Find out in Dark Ages number two. All right. Now we're going to be heading into our spoiler section, everybody. So please go pick up Dark Ages number two if you can find it. It is a very hot comic book. All right, guys. What did we like about this book? Starting off, I do like the code of honor that all the good superheroes have like you know stop this we're better than you know this let's not fight you know let's go ahead and work things together and you know accomplish and getting the electricity back you know let's not fight anymore and they do that like in the very beginning which i very like it's not just you know one or two superheroes but it's like a whole clan of superheroes that's trying to make it you know better across the world so 
that was pretty dope. And I do uh, respect that code of honor that they're trying to do out there. And they have like the same message as the, you know, meet their nemesis or, um, you know, people that are having, you know, trouble out there. What good did it do, though? Because of their code of honor, they let Mystique in and they stole well tony stark okay <laughs> didn't really like let her in she was i mean undercover i mean she was I mean, her appearance was different it wasn't like oh she walked as mystique she walked as you know tony stark so that's captain america, that's captain america. Uh, yeah sorry that's captain america you know meeting uh, tony stark i'm just saying the code of honor didn't help them you know prevent mystique from walking in it's typical hubris you know like at the height of your powers you don't recognize the threat that's forming against you you know it happens to you know the jedi and the dark side you know it happens it's just a thing that happens to stories what did you think young g i don't don't know like your favorite superhero captain america finally showed up in the comic what did you think yeah but it was a slap to the face seeing captain america and then just oh it's mystique you know well it it was cool show captain america in the beginning too yeah Mm. but it's not the same where you kind of see him appear in the cave and you know, looking all cool and whatnot, but it was pretty cool there. I mean, for a second, I thought, oh man, Captain America is like a bad guy now, family, you know. <laughs> but then it's like after you know a few scenes, it's like, oh man, it's Mystique. It's like, damn. <laughs> yeah, you thought that huh? would have been like cool scene, man. That's Captain America being the bad guy. A little twist there, but no, no, of course not. Maybe Iron Man. What do you think about that? What as Captain America, you know, Mystique type of thing? Did you feel like it was actual Captain America or no? Uh, initially, I did. But, you know, when you see him, like, I guess, like, attack Tony for no reason, or what it seemed to me, and not helping him out when he was getting attacked by that vampire, I just feel like it was, like, out of character. It didn't seem like Captain America, so I was a little unsure, like, on how I felt about that, and to see it was actually Mystique, you know, it did bring some relief that it didn't, like, they didn't completely change uh, Captain America's character. But I don't know, what do you think about that, El Charms? Well, what I was going to say is, bringing it back to you, Young G. Oh, my gosh. We see Mystique holding Captain America's shield. Do you think it's a replica, or do you think it's the authentic shield? We did see some heroes die at the beginning of this comic book. Were they heroes, or were they villains? Because well, Hawkeye Tas- died. Ta- oh, yeah, Taskmaster was yeah, in there, Taskmaster. too. Taskmaster yeah, was in there, too. Yeah. I did not see if Black Widow died or not, but I, I didn't Hawkeye either. died, for Hawkeye sure. Died? Oh, he's dead over here. Do you think that uh, Captain America is dead, Young G? Yeah, I think he is. You think they killed off Captain, Captain America? I think Captain America did die. Off screen? Wow. I don't know if really? it's off screen or oh. if he's captured, no, but I think he's in a bad, him. bad situation. I don't know what it is. Would you say he's in hot water? No, I think he's uh, cold water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cold he's water. He's on ice? He's on ice. He's oh. in the ice. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I do like the fact for the, hate, uh, for the headquarters that it's in Wakanda. That's pretty dope. The thing that kind of threw me off was Doctor Doom being involved with that team. Mm. Like, you know, he's has like a bad side, but he's helping the people. I don't know because of his advantage. Like, he wants that electricity back, you know, very much. And then that was pretty dope. I really like that. I think that um, Doctor Doom gets a little mischaracterized. That you know, he does care a lot for his country, right, and his people. So he's not. I mean, he is a bad guy, but you know, he's not bad guy. You know. To quote Wreck It Ralph, <laughs> maybe he's just in a disadvantage that there's no electricity, maybe. And you know, he's equal to his, you know, people now, I think. Yeah. And you know, maybe just because he didn't get recruited by the League of Evil <laughs> doesn't mean that uh, he's not being mind controlled. You True. know, mind control could be a good thing, it could also be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, the most powerful psychics in the world are in control of all the nations. So, who's to say that's a good thing? Man, the only reason they're control- in control is because they have cell phones like built into their heads. 
walkie talkies. <laughs> walkie talkies, yeah. My thing is, if Charles Xavier is calling out to you at like wherever he's at, shouldn't it be dark in Wakanda or something like that? Like they live in different time zones, right? Like uh, it's it's probably like the transmission between. Oh, link, you know, I don't know how oh, telepath- uh, telepathy yeah. works. Psychic man. messages have to travel through time. Exactly, man. No, I have no idea how it works, but I do agree with you on that. It, it was a little weird. Oh, I just want to go back to the headquarters thing that was pretty cool about the security, how they had that webbing as part um, of the you know security to catch, you know, like bad guys or like to sense where they're at. So that was a pretty cool um, tool to use. That was like, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2. No, 1, excuse me, where uh, mm, he's fighting yeah. the lizard in the sewers. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And it felt like it gave Spider-Man something to do. I wasn't really sure what he was doing. I mean, he was playing with his daughter, like. You know, everybody else is trying to save the world. And What do you mean it gave him something to do? He narrates the whole thing. Okay, great. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just saying, it's like, this is... This is it's How does he narrate like, the parts he's not there for? That's what I want to know. I don't know, man. Psychics. Psychics just telling him. He's just like tapping into that psychic feed using the, uh, the Spidey senses. And that's how he gets all his information. This uh, book is called Dark Ages, but Spider-Man's the one who's narrating the whole thing. So on the plus side, we know Spider-Man lives. Yeah, we know he makes it. Yeah. So what do you think of uh, Tony Stark not being a bad guy? He's Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in his life, Tony Stark did nothing wrong. He did it. No, he, he tried. Hold on. He tried misdirection. to get all, No, no. He tried, he tried to get all high and mighty on Apocalypse, and Apocalypse just smacked him down back to his level. Oh, I hate people who enslave people and make, their, make them statues of themselves. It's like, please, you got all that precious metal, and all those precious metal were mined by kids. And you made suits of yourself. Man, he smacked him right back down where he belonged. Yeah, there was a... At the the end, you know, the League of Evil reveals itself. And we got Apocalypse working with Reed Richards, Riri Williams. Mm -hmm. Basically, two of the brightest minds in the world. You know, everybody else is in Wakanda. And now they have Tony Stark. But there's some more people there, too. Are we talking about big, bad magneto stuck inside that dome being used for his magnetic powers that was one i was really referring to Kilgrave, but yeah cool okay we jumped the shark with that one okay uh, should have yeah, had more lead up that's what i thought too <laughs> yeah i've seen my ivan news <laughs> <laughs> i know professor was thinking of uh thor right i oh, know we thought that's he thought assumption? that thor was in there yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was, was a little weird to me at first because you know they're trying to recapture electricity and i was like oh snap they captured thor you know i was like mm-hmm. makes sense they that need does. electricity they had thor but no, it was Magneto. No, nah, if, if Thor was Dark World off, I'm sorry. If Thor was off world, he wouldn't be able to get back. Doesn't he like technology to open up the Rainbow Bridge or something like that? That is an excellent question. I do believe that Thor also is magic because he does have his six magic goats that, you know, he flies around with too sometimes. So, does he play scapegoat and bring them out to the field or something? Oh, yeah. He has two. Totes make goats. Totes make goats. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> This is great commentary. This is why you guys come here. Okay, we're going to be moving on. What didn't we like about this comic? Biggest thing I did not like about this comic. The last page of the previous comic, issue number one, teased a lot of characters. The cover of Dark Ages number two. Really badass cover, by the way. It it is. It also teases some characters. I have yet to see the characters. I am very disappointed in that, and I really, really would like to see some of these characters. Like, for example, right in center cover is Steampunk Iron Man. Where was that? Why are we waiting on that? Yeah, what? it's like, yeah, I totally agree with that, too. It's like, we're expecting it to come, but yeah, it's not. It's like a premonition, like, oh, 
it's gonna come like the and fifth issue. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't <laughs> this lucky? Like, isn't this like a five or six limit, yeah. six issues? And like we're already two issues in. I still haven't seen something. He's like, okay. don't get me wrong. We got we got a steampunk Spider Man with his webbing and everything. I'm like, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Didn't get to see steampunk Iron Man. Didn't get to see Miles Morales in the symbiote suit. We, yeah, it's like, yeah. come on, guys. By the way, just a quick shout out. Everybody here has really great hair for it being like an apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you know it's the first rule of post-apocalypse? Your hair just turns amazing. It's all natural. It's all natural. Exactly, right? You got no more hair products in it. You don't even wash it anymore. The barbers were like, all right, well, I guess it's back to scissors. (laughs) Got the the berries. (laughs) (laughs) Yugji, what did you dislike about this comic? I feel like there wasn't much to dislike other than it was a little bit of a letdown to not see these characters. I was a little upset that we got to see Captain America and then it wasn't, you know, as mentioned before. I don't know. Overall, I thought it was it was a pretty good comic. It, it didn't do as well as the first one, but, you know, it, I think it's going to get better. I think the first one was a great hook. Yeah. And I think the, the story still keeps strong in this one. But come on, Marvel. Release Steampunk Iron Man. Let, <laughs> let's see this stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with my brothers here that it is... A strong story, not as strong as the first one, but still definitely up there. Definitely one of the best ones going on right now. And, you know, the sales definitely show that, you know, in some places it's sold out in other places, you know, you have a couple copies left. I know personally in my comic book store, we did have a couple of them available, but, you know, I did go right as the beginning of the day. So maybe by now, who knows if there's still any available. And just to let our fans know, if you ever want to get any copy of almost any comic book and you can't find them physically, you're most likely going to be able to find them digitally on Comixology.com. Not a sponsor. Yet. Please sponsor us. Now we're just going to wrap it up and we're going to give our final thoughts and our ratings. L-Charms, would you like to start? All right. This one is going into the stash pile. I liked it. The story was interesting. It was packed with characters. The stakes are still high and the monsters we brought in. I know we didn't get to talk about the vampires and the werewolves, but they're definitely in this book. The only dislikes I have is the teases that we're seeing in the comic book covers and at the last pages haven't paid off yet, and I'm hoping that they do pay off. We're losing all that steampunk aesthetic that's coming on the covers, but they are really nice covers, and I really do like them. All right. Young G? I don't know what I gave the first issue, but get that and subtract it by 0.5. And that's what I'd give the second issue. If you want to know what the score is and listen to our older episode, you know? Well, yeah, I kind of like what El Charms was saying. You know, we were, we're getting teased these characters and we haven't seen them yet. But it's, that's not that big of a letdown, to tell you the truth, at least for me. Because I know we'll see them sooner or later. You know, hopefully it's just worth the wait is what I, I'm expecting when the third issue comes around. All right. Mad D? I do like the story, you know, all the way from, you know, from the beginning to the end. I do, like I said, I do like the fact that they, the superheroes do have like a code of honor and they're trying to do better and stopping you know, all their enemies and say, so, you know, you know, stop the killing and all that good stuff. I do like, like I said, the webbing as the security for Wakanda headquarters. Um, that was pretty dope. Genius on that. And I do like the fact how Tony Stark is not the bad guy um, um, because people predicted that he is just because the last page of the first issue. So thank you for that. I mean, technically, he, he's on the bad team. No, no, he's not. No. Not willingly. <laughs> but he, but uh, he is on the team, bad side team. Just, just saying. We'll see. We'll see. I was kind of bummed out how Captain America wasn't Captain America. It was Mystique. But it was good, though. It tricked me out there. So kudos to that. 
that being said, uh, overall, I'm going to give it a Kawabunga on this one. In my opinion, Dark Ages is one of the better comics that we've read here on the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and give it a B+. I really do like it. I do feel this one was kind of slice of lifey, which, you know, it's kind of fine, you know, to just check in, see where everybody's at. You know, not a ton of action. Like my brother said, we do get to see a lot of heroes. Not only that, but we know that in this comic book, at least, Marvel is not scared to kill off its heroes. So Finally. <laughs> it's almost like we have and asked for dead, this before, right? you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like we said, we don't really know what happened to Captain America. Maybe dead, maybe not. Fingers crossed. You know, you have seen some heroes die. But like Mad D said, in times of crisis, the heroes rise up and start leading the world to a better place. And hopefully the next one will be even better, which, uh, you know, would make three really great comics in a row. Please, like I said, pick this up if you have a chance. Now it's time for our POW, our pick of the week. For this week, we're going to start with Mad D. Oh, snap. Okay. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, all right, so my pal is Beyond the Black River by Robert E. Howard's Savage Hero Uncensored. That's what it says on top, okay? I'm not lying, okay? So this is, it takes place at a province of Kanohohara. Sorry if I mispronounce it. And it's based on two characters so far. Uh, one's called Baltis. He's a small guy that, that's trying to you know, get into the frontier to help them out. And there's another character named Conan the Sumerian. He's a mercenary, okay? So just picture Conan, you know, as Conan, barbarian, whatever, warrior, type of thing, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's what we're talking about here, okay? For him, his sword goes to the highest bidder. So he's not like for or against anyone. Whoever, you know, pays for his sword, he kills, basically. At the frontier going against, you know, some villagers called Picts. So it's between the colonists and the villagers. And of course, you know, war is bound to happen. There's a demon sorcerer called Zogar Zag, I believe. And he was captured and put into jail. And for this, being captured and put to jail, it is a sin or insult to them. So because of that, he escaped and basically cursed the colonists or people that, you know, captured him. And one by one, they've been dying. And because of that, they're now going to send warriors to go get them, right? And all that good stuff. And this kind of remind me of 13 Warriors, uh, that movie by uh, Antonio Banderas. I don't know if you've seen that 20 years ago. Good movie. Go watch it. But it did kind of remind me of that. They go out there and um, pass the river. Once they get to the river, they get captured right away. And only two of the main characters escapes and they're just, you know, on the run. So that's that. Again, this kind of remind me of uh, Conan the Barbarian. The 13 Warriors, Apocalypto, all that good stuff. If you're into that, definitely pick this up. Thank you so much. Bye. Also, <laughs> check out Mad D's future podcast. Mad D talks about movies. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of movies. All right, Young G, hit us with your pal. Yeah, so for my pal, I picked Venom. Uh, that sounds very French. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Say that again. Venom. No, Venom. Oh, Venom. Sorry. Okay. Uh, by Marvel, issue 200. Yeah, so uh, in this comic, Eddie Brock is like a god. He, uh, he has the ability to connect to like any symbiote around the universe. And he could like, you know, see through their perspective, protect anybody that's near them. He's, he's really OP. And he has to do all this while, you know, bal- balancing his life of being a father to his son. But yeah, with all that, he's, he's too OP. And now a new threat is coming up. 
which is something that he saw. I don't know if it's really from one of his symbiotes that he has out there, but a new force is coming in hopes of taking over this universe that he's in. So I don't know. It's, get, it's getting good. I don't know where it's going to go next. If 201 is still going to, you know, continue that, but we'll see. I pick it up if I were you. All right. All right. Staying on brand with uh, the symbiotes. And of course, we'll be talking about Venom. There will be carnage later on in the pod. All right, L-Charms, your turn. All right, my pick of the week is Power Rangers Ranger Slayer number 1, a one-shot by Ryan Parrott, Dan Mora, and Raul Angulo. Follow the Pink Ranger from the Lord Dracon dimension as she is freed from his evil grasp. She works to unite the Coinless and Scorpina's forces against the zombified Rita and her minions. Will they unite to defeat Rita? Can the treaty hold after the battle is over? Read Power Rangers Ranger Slayer number 1 to find out quick things i like about it it's a one shot we got a lot of fusion characters finster 5 is one of those that's finster fused with alpha 5 we got zombie troops zombie rita zombie goldar it's just a great comic book it's a one shot pick it up if you can if not you can definitely pick it up on comiXology all right see i always thought the white ranger was the coolest but of course like everybody else i had a crush on the pink ranger so i'm definitely interested in picking this up as for my pal, I chose to go back in time and choose the Thor run by Jason Aaron. This comic is very special because before I got into comics, I was recommended this one over and over again. This will be adapted into the new Thor Love and Thunder storyline, kind of. That's another reason why I decided to pick this up. The version that I have has 15 of uh, the books, also known as a trade bag. I only read the first one because this is a very beefy book. What can I say? I just, I really love this book. The art was magnificent. The storyline was great. It's a little hard to see the words sometimes. That's uh, one of the only negatives that I have, but it's a very interesting story pulling three different Thors from three different times in his life. You know, you see kind of like young Thor where the earth is around 800 years old. Then you see kind of like modern day Thor, a little more mature. And then you see King Thor way into the future where he's lost basically everything and they all have to unite to defeat an evil that's been killing gods. So how does a god stop something that kills a god? It's a very interesting read. I suggest you guys pick it up. Is it safe to say this is the fourth Thor movie we're getting? This is the fourth Thor movie we're getting, kind of. All right, yeah. so the Marvel Universe doesn't die at three. It could also be considered maybe more than four because he's also joining the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So he'll yeah, be it's a Guardian of the Galaxy movie, though. Yeah, with Thor in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, just right. like just like Avengers. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, Captain America. No, no, no. Civil you already War. said it. You already said it. It's Avengers. Avengers. It's Avengers Civil War. There oh you go. my God! Thank calm you. down. <laughs> calm down. He meant to say like Avengers uh... in. Captain America Civil War. Yeah. yeah. But it's Avengers Civil War plus Captain America. No. No. Makes a cameo. No. No. That doesn't make sense. It's a camo. No. <laughs> it's a camo? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be moving on to our third variant where we will do the movie review on Venom. There will be carnage. We're going to put a gigantic spoiler alert here. The movie just came out last week. We gave you guys a week. If you haven't seen the movie, please go watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of our podcast. All right, guys. So what did we think about this movie? Yeah, so I thought it was a good movie, you know. I my impression of it, it wasn't an MCU formula that they reuse again and again and again. It was like a different take and I thought seeing something new such as like a Marvel superhero supervillain movie or anti-hero, it it was good to see. It's something that I wa- I would rather watch again than Shang-Chi. Don't you mean a lethal protector movie? For me, it was uh entertaining overall. It was okay. Other than that, it was, like I said, it was okay. It was better than the first one for sure, though. I agree. But definitely entertaining. 
Yeah, you know, last week I said I don't like cheese in my comics, but I love cheese in my movies. Well, this one was corny. Like, I didn't get all the hype, to be honest with you. And all the hype, I feel, comes from the last scene, which I'm not going to talk about right now. I mean, not the last scene, the post credit scene. Yeah, I think that's where all the hype comes from. But the movie itself, is it fun to watch? Yeah. Do you need to go run out and watch it right in this very minute? Eh, I say you can wait. Yes, you do if you want to listen to the rest of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And now we know. Guys, L Charms loves cheese, hates corn. Yep, there you go. Loves cheese, hates corn. That's going to be on the quiz one day. How about you, Professor? What do you think about the movie? It was definitely a movie. Honestly, the first Venom movie, I was going to hate no matter what. I just, I did not like the direction or anything that went on with that movie. And I expected this movie to be more of the same. I will say that the uh, effects on Venom look a lot better in this movie. The effects on Carnage look pretty good too. I don't know. I had really low expectations of this movie and those low expectations were met. So it was an okay movie for me. It was not like anything great. You see those commercials on TV where it's like the number one movie in America. The, you know, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And it's like, mm, no, I know you're kind of exaggerating. Well, there. it's easy to be the number one movie in America when you're the only movie in America. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be honest. Yeah, I will go back to Venom number one. I feel like in the beginning of Venom number one, it took itself way too seriously where it felt like a joke. And then towards the middle of Venom number one, it felt like they acknowledged that this movie was a joke and just turned into the skid. Here in Venom number two, I feel like they're still turning into the skid, but they've already gone way past the point where it's actually good. Like like I said, it's entertaining to watch. It's fun to watch. It's a popcorn movie. Throw this on in the yeah, background. Yeah. Eat some popcorn. You're going to like it. Young G's right. They're, they're not using the MCU formula, and that's not a bad thing. But they're also not doing anything incredible. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard. Tom Holland, the next movie he's in, um, No Way Home. This is his last full-length movie he has in the MCU. Contract-wise. 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 And he only has one more appearance after that. Then the contract's up. So if Sony's banking on making a spider-verse going forward and they're using these movies to prop up the spider-verse nah man it's not gonna work you hear the term like bottle episode which is basically where you have like one set and the whole episode takes place on one set kind of like save money and this and that you know in production that's kind of what this movie felt like i felt like we had like four main places to go where we went to the church we went to the old institute and uh, we went to Eddie Brock's house and then I guess like the new like Ravencroft Institute. Like that, those were basically the main four places. And most of the movie was just Eddie talking to Venom. Other characters came in here and there, but, you know, it was mostly an inner dialogue kind of thing where Eddie and Venom have to learn how to be roommates, basically. You know, it wasn't all the, you know, the, there was some action towards the end, especially and, you know. The climactic I, battle. Yeah, the, you know climactic battle that all of these things have to have but i just wasn't a big fan really of how it ended like carnage gets reassimilated back into venom and they bite off cletus cassidy's head which i mean maybe doesn't matter depending on your interpretation of the post-credit kind of stinger but just to unceremoniously just do that i don't know that was a very it was a choice, I'll say that. It's definitely suffering from something that we've talked about before, that superhero movies keep killing their villains right off the bat in the first movie they appear. I mean, for this, I mean, I didn't want Venom to be a good guy. I want him. I wanted to see him like become a bad guy, you know? Oh, man, can we just say it? Should we just jump into the spoiler at the end of the movie? Because it, it explains so much more. Not yet, not okay, yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I definitely want to see, like, 
more like rawness of venom like more venom you know to be exact i don't want you know eddie brock he's like his character is like timid or you know and he feels dumb did, did you get that like yeah eddie, eddie it wasn't brock like that's not eddie brock you know yeah. i and i hated that you know i understand this is like a lethal protector type of venom but still i mean venom is a bad guy overall you know and him and Brock fighting each other. Oh, let's not chew the bad guy that was, you know, attacking the lady, you know. It's like, let him eat that person, you know. <laughs> like, what the heck? Don't compromise. Do your thing. Another thing I didn't like either was uh, the love scenes, you know, love story. They didn't need that. And, you know, this Carnage and Venom type of thing. I didn't think they do. You mean the one between Carnage and... Shriek? Shriek? Yeah. Yes, that. They did not need to have that obviously right off the bat when you know she showed her powers you know the screaming obviously that's not gonna work out yeah. you know so i was like come on really match made in heaven yeah <laughs> and that clicked right away it's like come on and it did it didn't work out obviously because of the sound that was one of the only parts of the movie that made me chuckle was like right when they're about to get married and she starts screaming and like carnage like pushes her away and then i was like oh marriage problems already like i was like all right that was a good one that was one good yeah. one I will say that the there was some quick whips and quittiness to that mo- to the movie, but Venom is not a quippy character. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like that that's more of a Spider Man thing, not a Venom thing. Especially if he hasn't been with Spider Man, like don't try oh. to make him Spider Man. Or what if he has? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I guess we're just going to do it right now. We're going to drop another spoiler warning for you, just in case you really haven't seen this movie and you really, really don't want to be spoiled. This Please is- go watch this. Watch the uh, post credit scene on YouTube. It's somewhere. And then come back and finish this. But before we do, I just want to say something go else that I didn't like about Venom. How, you know, it pops out of like Eddie's Brock's you know, like shoulder or whatever in the yeah, side. Yeah. That kind of remind me of Men in Black with oh, uh, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. The head. Yeah. That would remind me. I was like, oh my God. And I couldn't like take that away out of my vision. I was Dude, like, now I'm not going to not see that. Yeah, like, like, I know. Oh my God. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> But you just ruined it for the whole audience. Who's seen, it ruined who's seen my that. vision. <laughs> the sock puppet. The sock puppet. Yeah, something like that. Okay, I just need right. to throw that in. Um, Young G, you want to spoil this for us? A nuclear spoiler right here. No, I don't want to. You don't want to do it? All right. Press the button, man. Just do it. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so for those of you who have seen it or just don't care about spoilers, this is a nuclear spoiler, by the way. In the post credit scene, we see Brock and Venom sitting in an in a hotel room watching tv where venom is talking to brock and letting him know hey you should experience some of the stuff i have see the the galaxy through my eyes and he's about to show him all the stuff that he's seen when the room starts to flash and things start to change outside and suddenly it's daytime the tv is changed and we see none other than jk simmons portraying j jonah jameson and we get to see the report where he reveals that spider-man is peter parker and the peter parker we're looking at is tom holland's peter parker and then Venom licks the screen for no reason. <laughs> hey, man, he thirsty. Yo, he really, Venom thirsty. Yeah, he said, oh, that Tom Holland boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Venom's about to get an upgrade in this fit. You know, he's going to start donning that spider. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's something man. that we talked about, how the Venom that we see, it's lacking uh, that yeah, Spider-Man the spider- logo. Yeah, yeah. Off, off mic, we talked about that. We missed the Spider-Man logo, but it makes sense to not have it because right. he hasn't interacted with Spider-Man yet. Yeah. So the theories are out there that Venom is joining the MCU. How do you guys feel about that? Or what do you guys think about that? I mean, we did see that Tom Hardy was wearing a No Way Home hat in a couple of his uh, Instagram posts and Instagram videos. So they're saying that maybe he's a part of that. 
in the Lethal Protector storyline, Spider-Man and uh, Venom work together to, you know, well, to stop Carnage, really. And, to, you know, so they, they have worked together before in the past. Maybe that's kind of how he gets out of the whole No Way Home thing is like, he's like, all right, I'll let you borrow the symbiote for a sec while you take care of these Sinister Six or whatever. And that's how he gets his spider. Nice. I mean, the, there is that thing that Marvel does all the time where they reskin characters or they show scenes that are not in there. So we made the assumption that because Spider-Man is wearing the black suit with the gold, it's Doctor Strange who's given him that suit, that magic suit. But it could very well be that that is just a, you know... Misdirect? Yeah, misdirect. And he is wearing the symbiote suit later in that movie. Damn, that would be dope. I never thought about that. But damn, it's a good theory. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought like, hey, like Venom will appear and either, you know, join the Sinister Six. Mm Mm-hmm. Or be his own and, you know, like, see, you know, free-for-all. I don't know. If he hates them, love them, or hates Spider-Man. I mean, he has he, something for yeah. Spider-Man, so. He did see the report of J. Jonah Jameson calling him a menace, you know. So maybe, you know, he'll believe the news and he'll be like, hey, you know, the Spider-Man guy's a menace. Like, you know, that's what the news is portraying him as. Like, I'll bring him down, you know, or I'll stop him. And that's how they end up fighting. Who knows? I mean, I got some deep theory, but I don't know if you guys want me to do it now or do it later. Maybe. Later, I want to see something too. Like, hopefully, we see Venom, you know, shooting some webs. You know, we don't really see that, Mm -hmm. you know, in the movies. He just uses his claws, jumps, uses his symbiote, you know, suit. His little like tendrils. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't see the actual like webbing, you know, him shooting. And that's something I really want to, you know, see. And hopefully, he does it, you know, in uh, Spider Man No Way From Home or No Way Home. No Way Home. Boom. All right, Matt D, drop your theory. Oh, Charles. L Charles. All right. You, do it. You want to retake that? Sure. Retake? Right. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, leave it. Leave it. Put that in. All right. I'm not perfect. Okay. All right. So here's my theory. I, I've been watching some YouTube uh, videos out there. Screen Rant actually straight up went up and claimed that Venom is now part of the MCU. I'm going to go against this theory. So put your conspiracy caps on and uh, hear me out here. Because this is the last Tom Holland movie on the contract right now. And he only has one more appearance after this. I'm going to say it's not Venom who's part of the MCU. It's Spider-Man who's coming into the Sony Cinematic Universe. They're bringing Spider-Man back into the the Cinematic Universe. Check it out. They got two Venom movies. They got Morbius coming out. They got Kraven the Hunter coming out. They're setting up their own multiverse franchise, their own massive cinematic universe. And they're trying to build it on Spider-Man. Will it work? Maybe. But to me, it's a bad move. Marvel's been doing a good job putting out the MCU movies. If Sony tries to take over and keep Spider-Man for themselves, they're going to end up shooting themselves in the foot yet again. They've already failed this twice. They say third time's a charm. I doubt it. I don't think they have the right casting for these movies. Jared Leto as Morbius. I mean, come on. He's already got an abysmal, abysmal Hollywood career when it comes to doing superhero movies. That Joker? Yo, that was bad. That was, yeah. That wasn't the best yeah. Joker. I think the best move right now for Sony is to restart these contracts and get Marvel's help on all these movies. Come on, we've already seen the trailers for Morbius. It doesn't look good. All right. Um, I'm going to piggyback off that theory there. What if, you know, when Doctor Strange in the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, he starts like trying to fix all the universes and timelines and stuff like that. He does actually send Spider-Man over to the Sony universe and he splits himself back into the Marvel universe. And he's like, we did it. And then he turns around <laughs> and Spider-Man's not there. And he's like, oh, snap. And that's what Multiverse of Madness is about. He's trying to like bring go find back, him. Bring back <laughs> like different dimensions and stuff. 
while in the background, Disney and Sony are negotiating, <laughs> on trying, to, trying to figure out who's going to keep Spider-Man, who's yeah, not going to keep Spider-Man. One of those little sling ring portals. You're just going to see like some lawyers like shaking hands <laughs> or like drawing up paperwork. <laughs> Listen, the, the biggest thing that I don't, the, the only reason I don't see that happening is because I think a few years ago, pre-COVID, Sony was trying to te- trying to sell to Apple and. Listen, if they can sell to Apple, they're going to. They're not going to sell to Disney. They're just going to try to keep their contracts going, or they're going to try to create their own universe. Or, even more potentially, the licenses will go back to the families. But, you know, uh, I don't know what's going on with any of that stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, that's never going to happen, man. Yeah. They're not going to let, let it happen. Yeah, yeah but that's the mouse doesn't let uh, that happen at all. You think Sony's going to let it happen? Yeah. Sony's not the mouse, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with all of that. Is there anything else that we would like to discuss about this movie? Oh, yeah. Just the biggest thing that I wanted to to bring up via the post credit scene. We've seen Venom grow as a character from Venom 1 and 2. So he's, you know, from this, I'm going to kill everything to this sort of anti-hero to now this fugitive on the run who wants to be a superhero. To me, this post credit scene kills all that because now it's like, it feels like he's just going back to being a villain just because he's seen Spider-Man and he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to eat me this Peter Parker kid. So it just kind of like killed all that growth. Like it, it, it made it a little pointless to watch those movies if they're just going to go bring him back into a villain role. Well, yes, I want to see him as a villain. But come on, why did we just watch two movies where he becomes a good guy and he's like sacrificing himself for the greater good? Eddie Brock goes there and sacrifices his life, you know, the life he knows. Not he's dead. He's sacrificing the life he knows to be the superhero, kill Carnage, and leave. With great power comes great responsibility is all I'm going to say to that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I would prefer, like I said, to see Venom, you know, be the bad guy. I mean... The movies weren't that great, so maybe that's the reason why they just, you know, decided just hit the reset button. reset button and, yeah. you know, start over again. And I think that's a good sign or a good direction, in my opinion. So it's not totally bad. No, I'm not saying it's a bad direction. I'm just saying, like, it feels like a waste of time. A waste of time. Yeah. Pointless watching. Yeah, yeah these two I movies, gotcha, gotcha. if that's what they're going to do. Yeah. I remember uh, playing this uh, Spider-Man PlayStation 2 game. I really don't remember the name. But, like, in the morning, you played as, like, Spider-Man. And then at night, you played as, like, Venom. And it was funny because your health bar would drain. And so you would have to, like, stop and, like, eat somebody to, like, regain (laughs) your health bar. And then as you were traveling across the city, like, you would stop crime and stuff like that. And you were still technically the bad guy. But, like, you had to, like, keep absorbing people in order to, like, gain health and power and stuff like that. I don't know. It was a really crazy game. It was really fun. It was kind of glitchy, but I don't know. That's kind of what this movie reminded me of a little bit. You know, you do get to see Venom and, like... He's very kind of vulnerable, which is really weird. Like, he's just Mm -hmm. like, I have to eat. You know, I want independence. I can do this on my own. I don't need you. And he really does need Eddie. You know, they both have this special relationship. And it was, it's... Teenage Venom. Yeah. (laughs) Venom the angsty years. (laughs) There's also a show, Spectacular Spider-Man, a long time ago. Great show. Great show. And I love what they did with Venom in that show where Venom, like, Peter's like Venom's, like, first love. You know, so he's just like Eddie Brock is facing Spider-Man and Spider-Man is about to lose because Venom is so much more powerful and he can't really stop him. And then Spider-Man makes a plea to the symbiote. He's just like, come join with me again. And Eddie Brock is like, ha, no, we're not going to join you. You know, like I'm here, you know, like we're going to finish this. And the symbiote leaves him for Spider-Man because like that's his like one true love or something like that as much as you can be, I guess, when you're alien symbiote. So it was just 
really interesting to kind of delve into their relationship. But at the same time, like I said, this was just, it was a bunch of nothing in this movie, kind of. We were saying kind of it was like a lot of filler, but yeah. it was a very short movie, technically, as far as movies go. It was only 90 minutes, yep. but it was 90 minutes of kind of really nothing. And then at the very end, they're slapping something really important. Uh, something I wanted to bring up from a previous conversation on this podcast a few issues back. Oh, boy. Is when we it. talked about Spider-Man trailer. I had mentioned that. No, Conchu. is probably in the movie too. But, uh, <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in the movie. Something I brought up is the original Sinister Six. I don't know who had Venom on there. Who had Venom on there? If everyone all who had. Who had um, Venom on there? No, if everyone. Nobody had Venom on there. You're the only one who had it. I don't know if I, if I in the end I said it because I felt like you guys kind of convinced me not to like include it <laughs> when you guys were making your points. But um, do you think something I did bring up was there might be a six versus six or like five versus five like we'll have some of the cast from the sinister six like turn against each other mm -hmm. do you think that's still a case of possibility like especially now venom's a more of an anti-hero maybe he'll see that you know spider-man tom holland and all the others are you know it was a mistake combining these universes but they have good intentions you think that's still possible uh, i definitely do imagine we get the three spider-men venom doc ock and i guess the vulture versus the other ones I don't know. What if we bring in the other Venom, too? The original Venom? The original <laughs> so, Venom. No, nah, that one can stay. <laughs> <laughs> Topher Grace, wherever you are, do not report to Hollywood. We do not miss you. <laughs> yeah, I can actually see him. Now that we saw this movie, I can definitely agree with Young G saying that he might be in No Way Home. So I do kind of think, and, and I brought this up earlier, that this we do see him in a black suit, but it's with gold, and we all assume that it was a Doctor Strange magic suit because you know he would lose his powers. But come on, Disney's done the misdirect so many times. I'm starting to think that maybe he's going to be in the Venom suit at least for a short amount of time. Maybe not Eddie Brock who was going to jump through the portal, but just Venom by himself might jump through that portal where we we assume that it's the lizard coming through. I'm starting to think maybe you're right, Young G. It's Venom coming through, and maybe it's not Venom and Eddie Brock, just Venom by himself. Look at Young G flexing on all of us, man. All right. Yeah, Next seriously. time you're hosting the podcast. <laughs> I'll host a special edition coming soon. Oh. 3032. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be dead. I, <laughs> I guess now it's time to wrap it up. Final thoughts? Anybody? Listen, don't run out to see Venom. Just watch the post credit scene. Hopefully we get a higher quality out there on YouTube sometime soon. But you're not missing out by watching it. It's a fun movie. It's a popcorn movie, but it's not you're, listen, you're not gonna you're not gonna miss out on much. Yeah, watch it when you can. And if you get a chance to, I recommend watching it. Uh, yeah, I have to agree. This is an entertaining movie. That's it. You know, the story didn't go much anywhere. Just like everyone agreed here is the post credits. And that's, you know, <laughs> that what like kind of moved it forward. That's what, you know, brought everyone's attention to it. And that's where everyone clapped, to be honest. So <laughs> that's where everyone clapped. <laughs> I like that. Uh, for me, I blame the YouTube channel, New Rockstars, for setting my hopes kind of high for this with the carnage story that they thought we were going to see on this screen. Man, that would have been great to see. But like I said, I, I knew this movie wasn't going to be great. I went in there with low expectations because I saw the trailers. Yeah, it, it really was not a great movie. It was okay. Definitely like six out of ten. <laughs> wow, man. You know, maybe that's being a little generous, you know. Damn. <laughs> It's not completely unwatchable, but yeah, there there are some some issues with the movie. In the comics, Carnage has always been stronger than Venom. That's not a problem, but Carnage is meant to be kind of smaller, more erratic. Definitely just kind of like 
fights with 100% because that's all Carnage knows what to do. So the fact that they made him kind of like get bigger and bigger and bigger as the story went on, it was just kind of like an interesting choice. Like I said, if you guys really want to go see this movie, go watch it. If you are kind of iffy about it, wait. You There's really nothing super urgent except for the post credit scene. As Altram said, go watch it on YouTube or something. Listen, if I could, I would have watched this from the comfort of my own home. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is definitely a let's get a blanket, try not to fall asleep, and uh, yeah, watch this movie. Okay, that'll wrap it up for our issue number eight on Dark Ages number two and our movie review on Venom There Will Be Carnage. Please join us next week for Kang the Conqueror number three and our review of the What If series on Disney+. Plus. Please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on all our socials at Variant Bros. And please visit our website at VariantBros.com. Get in contact with us. None of us bite. We're all pretty good people. Everything is fine. Hope you get lucky. I believe you. I remember my first grail. Have a good night.